0: You're listening to Flipping Tables on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net slash support. Hey, welcome to episode 139 of Flipping Tables. I'm Michael Edwards and joining me today is...
1: Shelby Edwards.
0: Yeah, David Lyons is still gone. At least one more episode.
1: Still gone. So you get me.
0: We get you. (laughs) We get to have you. Don't have to. I'm not stuck with you. Uh, (laughs) As has become tradition, we have a list of theories as to where David Lyons has gone and why he's not here. Yes. So just get your David Letterman drum roll going, and we're just going (laughs) to roll through these top theories as to where David Lyons is. Start us off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was wrongly accused by Lucius Malfoy and has been imprisoned in Azkaban.
0: He got stuck in a British telephone booth that he thought was from Doctor Who. Ironically, you can't make calls from it to get help.
1: Unfortunate. Uh, he took his family out for some fall activities and got stuck in a corn maze.
0: He fell down a well.
1: Oof. Uh, he found a golden lamp and tried to wish for unlimited wishes, and we haven't seen him since.
0: Uh, He heard Nickelback was touring Europe, and we haven't heard from him since.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he's waiting in line for an iPhone 7.
0: Ah, there we go. Yep. So yeah, full expectations that David will be back with us next week. (laughs) Uh, Until then, the guest roll on. Before we get into our topics, I want to make a little shout-out to our Reddit community. Uh, If you go to reddit.com slash r slash flipping tables, we have posts for every episode, and uh, that's sort of a little community space for commentary and feedback about the episode. So if you disagree with us, think we're completely wrong, let's have it out there. Uh, Shelby, you haven't been on there much. but I
1: haven't. I have investigated a few times.
0: Will Will you make the commitment for this episode, <laughs> since it'll be your words on trial? Yes.
1: For for this episode, I will check in more than just looking at our picks, which is basically all I do on Reddit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so for our topics today, I some articles and some, some questions I sort of came up myself. But this first one is uh, something that pretty much anyone who works, and most people that don't work... Have an email address. But <laughs> you know, if you don't work, you might not actually have to pay attention to an email address except when you like sign up for something or, sure. or whatever, confirming yeah. your phone number. Uh, so there's this article in the Atlantic about the new email etiquette. And some of this feels like people have probably been saying this for a decade, but it's sort of a new rehash of what are the rules about email and can we get rid of some of the old cobwebs? Of stationery that we sort of carried with us. Mm-hmm. So the article kind of went into detail of, you know, this guy was basically like, I cut the amount of time I have to deal with email in a third because of all these things I stopped doing. Yeah. And I wanted to see what we thought of this. So, you know, right off the bat, no greeting. Just, yep. We know who it is, it comes from a certain address. Don't need to tell me who you are, yeah, um, on the back end, don't need to say goodbye, <laughs> just write your message yep um, are we with him so far in this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am very torn on the whole article and all of his proposals, so I'm not sure if we want to address them one by
0: one or torn it- <laughs> because of your personal <laughs> preference or because of the perceived uh-huh. the network you run in would react badly
1: yeah, yes oh. all. <laughs> I mean I do agree, like his his point with the no sign off and also no greeting comes with some of the other things he talks about too, which is basically instead of sitting there for twenty minutes trying to internally debate yourself about should you say hi? Should you say hey? Should it say good morning? Should it say good afternoon, so and so, like, just skip it. And if you f- still feel the need, just put like Patrick. Yeah. And then move on. And even that is really like you said based on kind of when we were writing letters and it was more stationary written. Um I just can't picture like I'm picturing my current workplace and even a few of my past workplaces. I don't know how that would fly.
0: Well, and maybe there's like an internal-external divide. Like if you're talking to a partner that's outside your organization, do you need to be more formal? Or let's say hierarchy. You're writing a president or a political figure or (laughs) whoever it is. I
1: I think that brings up a good point. I think the hierarchy and external-internal definitely changes how formal an email is but even in that regard like i i overhear different groups of people cuz i work in a cube farm and so i hear different people who have different bosses work on different projects but they you know like recently one of them got an email that was it had no greeting it was super <laughs> short and like the entire group spent Several, like I would say, a total of two hours over the course wow. of a day. That sounds like a waste like, of time. <laughs> discussing and trying to interpret the tone and trying, you know, because like because it wasn't clear, it wasn't in like it wasn't formal, it wasn't friendly, it wasn't welcoming. It was yeah. like Joan X Y Z, and then it just ended. And they were like, "What do they mean? Like, are they upset? <laughs> like, what you know? Like, I wow. just." I I don't think we're quite there yet. Well, what
0: I think is interesting, because we've seen, like, Sony's gotten hacked in the past year or two. Um, there's the DNC emails that mm-hmm. came out. There's all these different like leaks of like other organizations. So you get like a peek into. Oh
1: yeah, like, that's aside true.
0: from whatever people think might be scandalous, there's like how are they talking to each other? Yeah, that's and a true. lot of them are like they don't even capitalize letters in their sentences. <laughs> they use funny abbreviations for yeah. each other's names or like you know this is probs important or just like it's <laughs> yeah. like it was kind of astonishing how informal. Yeah. Some of these circles that you presume are pretty professional in every other sure, way. Sure,
1: sure. Yeah, and I do think like if I apply this to my life, I mean, one of his other recommendations is that emails should be 3 sentences max. So I think this ties in because he's saying if it needs to be longer than 3 sentences, you need to either call the person or you need to meet in person.
0: Don't waste their time. That
1: that one for me is more the one I have a gripe with, like the sign off and like no greeting, no sign off. I'd be fine with, I usually, if it's the first couple of times I've emailed someone, so another, you know, I'm new with this job. So if it's the first couple of times I've emailed with someone, the formalness kind of de-escalates as the emails continue. Yeah. So, you know, someone I was just interacting with recently, it was the first time we had worked together. It was a pretty big project. It started out pretty formal, and by the end of it, there were jokes about herding cats and other things. Yeah. Like, it had completely <laughs> turned into a one-line email that was a joke and not related to the project.
0: I'm just laughing, imagining, like, you, you talked about it de-escalating. Imagine the formality escalating. Yeah. Like, you, you meet the president, and you're like, sup, brah? And then, like, after you know known for years, you've hung out with them forever. Yeah. It's just like, dear sir or madam... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Obama. Yeah, I
1: guess I just don't I don't see it going that way. But I think so sorry. Going back, the three sentence max is what what I really had a problem with because I just don't
0: Is it just because it's a hard coded three, he says?
1: No, no. Like would just the
0: advice make it as short as possible?
1: The advice of making it as short as possible I just don't find to be practical. There are times I find myself doing A little bit of the opposite. So if it's just a quick... Let me
0: just flood you. Let me just write a novel.
1: No, not necessarily. But if I'm trying to get really important points across about a timeline, about how I want something completed, who I want to complete it, and all of those pieces, a lot of times that needs to be in writing.
0: Yeah, they need to see it. It
1: needs to... They need to see it. They need to be able to go back and reference it. It can't be, how did I interpret this from a meeting? Was I paying attention in a meeting? Anything like that. So, I mean, I try to make email very clear and not cluttered with nonsense, but like I here is the deadline. Is, Bold.
0: This is why yeah. <laughs> I think his advice is good for most people. Yeah, because most people aren't committed to communicating like you are. Yeah, where you can do a longer email that is still a good email.
1: Hopefully, most people uh, it's questionable.
0: <laughs> most people do longer emails that are a pile of vomit. Yeah, and that's, that's why true. I get to the point. Give me the action items. Shut up. Is yeah. like. I'm relevant. good. Yeah,
1: I'm good with get to the point. Um and I I mean I understand like I do a lot of work over email. So when he's saying like check email 2 to 3 times a day is another Impossible. recommendation <laughs> I'd probably be fired. Like I, I don't understand how that works.
0: Yeah, he he acknowledges not every workplace will allow yeah. for that. But he seems to suggest more than you think would if you yeah. made it important. If you pushed it.
1: Do you feel like that's how, like, what of these apply to you or don't? I We have very different work life.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> in recent professional career, email has become much less important. My team is on Slack. yeah, And I don't have to interface with external people nearly as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Where email I had to stay on top of because you know, faculty members would write me and I just need mm-hmm. to answer them. Or I need to see tickets coming into our ticketing system. Um now I really work with my boss and a few other people and that's yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that is I mean I think I think as Slack and any type of messenger that workplaces are using. Which,
0: to be clear, people can use those terribly too. <laughs>
1: well, yes, true. But I do think they shift the purpose of email more dramatically, where like we don't have any of that, or at least my team doesn't. Any and form of chat? any No form of do chat. You
0: use phones to text each other?
1: No, because of the. Um, oh, right. Because the, I work for the government. And so, so we have a.
0: You don't want it to be subject to. Yeah. Information requests. Yes. (laughs) Your whole phone when all you did was text.
1: (laughs) Um, So there's some open records issues there. But because email is the way we communicate and we're spread out throughout a building, we're not a tight-knit in physical location. And so email is our way.
0: Yeah.
1: But if we had chat, I could definitely see the internal team using email very differently.
0: Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I, I when I was on vibrant teams, uh, chat was wonderful because it was our back channel to complain. Yeah, knowing that it would be possibly open records would have taken half the joy out of oh, having yeah, team chat. I would it would push it all to face to face because they can't. Yeah, they can't They're, make you record your face to face conversations, <laughs> yes. right?
1: Yeah, and and to be clear, we're not doing anything that would get us no, in trouble I'm with not, an open record. I'm not suggesting
0: request, you're trying but, to skirt. Anything. But it does.
1: T- I mean, if we're working through like. Working on pilot, like if we're working through something, you don't want all of the drafts and variations to eventually be out in the open. Or you want still, the final thing. We're still justification. figuring something
0: out, and yeah. to have that release might be misleading when yeah. you're going to get to another place.
1: Yeah, so I do. I mean, I I like the email. So just kind of back to his etiquette suggestions. I like the suggestions. I wish that they could become more of the cultural norm. I just think that we're not there or my workplace is definitely nowhere close. The step
0: one I would take is everyone would take a second before they click send and read what they wrote (laughs) trying to put themselves in the shoes of the person that's going to receive it. Yeah, Because a lot of people just kind of spit onto the screen and then hit enter and go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I also... Prefer people email me short or long versus calling me. Please don't make me talk to you. Do on the not phone. <laughs> like
0: calls are set up scheduled meetings. They are not yeah. spontaneous yeah. things. <laughs> uh, no, and, give me
1: some time to think about this and craft my language before I just respond to you. I could
0: be bored and have nothing to do in the afternoon, and someone calls me, and I'm like, they can leave a message. <laughs> Even if I'm yearning for human contact, I'm like mm, not no. answering that. <laughs> I'll call him back if it's important. Yeah,
1: I would still deal with horrible email etiquette before I would prefer someone call me on the phone. That's
0: pretty. That's so. pretty generational, I would say. I mean, it's not good yeah. to broad strokes that kind of thing. Yeah, but I definitely worked with a lot of older people that were like, just pick up the phone and get yeah. it done. And they're not wrong. Like,
1: Yeah, no, it's a probably faster way to do <laughs> a lot of things.
0: <laughs> uh, so um, that's that. I would love to hear what yeah. listeners think about email etiquette in their respective places. Do you have chat? Do you have these other channels that are making email less important? Do you have terrible email abusers? Yes, you do. Do you, do have, you
1: have something really great that will help us or, or me?
0: Uh, let us know. <laughs> Shifting a little bit, um, we, we've we talked in the past several episodes, not you because you haven't been a guest until this one. But uh, about, Recently.
1: I was a guest last year.
0: Last year. Um, <laughs> about, you know, Apple releases new phones every year, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we're not really here on Flipping Tables to review iPhones or anything. Yeah. But one of the questions that's sort of come to my mind is, Uh, for better or worse, when Apple does something, it kind of becomes mainstream. Mm -hmm. Even if they're not first, even if they don't do it as well as some other company, like Fully admitted. They
1: have more notoriety. They just
0: have this weight in Mm -hmm. the minds of people that when they do something, it kind of like, oh, this is happening now. Yeah. And uh, I'm not talking about the headphone jack. Um, The thing about the new iPhone. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm going to get to that later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Is uh, it's waterproof or they won't say that. It's water resistant. The phone is splash proof. Splash proof. Um, It's rated up to the point where it can be a meter underwater. For 30 minutes.
1: For the watch?
0: For the phone. For,
1: oh, the phone. Okay. Um,
0: but they still suggest you shouldn't have pressure water hitting it. Okay. Or anything deeper than that or longer than that. Okay. There's been, I think it's a case of under-promising because yeah. uh, iFixit dropped an iPhone 7 into a fish tank and left it there for eight hours and it was fine. Whoa. Um, so Apple's not going to say do whatever you want. Yeah. But... You can do whatever you want. No, don't call me on that. But, um, and so, my question about this is you know, there's been a Samsung phone that was waterproof. There's been some other companies that have kind of dabbled in this that Sony did. Yeah. Um, but now that Apple's done it, is this now expected? Is this now like, thank God, finally we can just say, splashing water on my phone doesn't make me wonder if I have to spend $700? Yeah. Is that something that matters to you more than like, oh, it's faster and the camera's better?
1: I mean, when we get to the watch, I have a different – that makes a bigger impact okay. for me than the phone. Um, there And see, like, you're now getting a super non-techie uh, <laughs> answer. Remember, there was that one phone that maybe was a Samsung or something that the commercials were, like, all about dropping it into water. Yeah. Like, people falling, dropping it into sinks, toilets, water fountains, like, yeah. huge water features outside. And I thought, like, well, that's cool, but – I don't really, draw. I don't know. I just like didn't think about it. Um, but now if like Apple and Samsung has, if Apple's doing it and Samsung already has, I feel like it is just now expected. Yeah. Like, well, oh like, yeah, that makes sense. And now they must all be.
0: Well, <laughs> is this going to be something where any piece of technology that's portable, at least maybe that's our measure. Yeah. If you're expect if it's not always attached to a wall in the same place, um, can we just say that those are always water-resistant from now on? Like, I don't want to have be. to worry about, oh, I'm in the rain. I got to like, is yeah. my bag waterproof? Yeah. Um, can my laptop please be waterproof? Oh, yay. Yeah, um, that's something I worry about It's not that I want to sit in a monsoon and type emails no, on my but, laptop.
1: <laughs> but the actual situation is, which I have run into probably three to four times this past month, it is now pouring and I forgot my umbrella and I have to walk six blocks to my car. Yeah, (laughs) and then I'm like, whoop!
0: So you slide this (laughs) laptop under your shirt or um, or your phone? Yeah,
1: I have an elaborate system of like baggies that I have at work, and then the laptop goes into those, and then I don't worry about protecting anything other than my bag.
0: It makes me think of Better Call Saul when he's just lazily floating in the pool and he's got his everything in in his (laughs) ziploc.
1: Yeah, well, that's how. I mean, when we go out in the boat in the summer, we originally we would all put our iPhones into one big Ziploc baggie to- and like say put those into another bag because we <laughs> wanted access to them but no one trusted that like what if uh, something some- splashes on
0: them <laughs> yeah you hit a bump while you're going too fast in the pontoon <laughs> yeah or uh, or whatever it can, it can happen so um, so you said the watch maybe that matters more to you yeah so is that just because fitness or
1: yeah, I think just it's like physically my... physically on
0: you, it's not in a pocket? It's
1: physically on me. Um, I worry a lot less. I mean, because we have... What is this just called? The Series 1? Just the original? Series 0. Series 0.
0: Well, I mean, they didn't give ours a name.
1: Okay, but like the original one. Yeah. Um, and like you had showered with it. And done a bunch of stuff to kind of test it out, which still freaked me out.
0: Well, and that was only after I saw the internet saying everyone was showering and it yes. was fine. <laughs> which I don't do. I just tried it once. I yes. wasn't I don't wear my watch. You in the tried shower. it once,
1: but but like that freaks me out. Like to the point where when we first got our watches, I would make sure to take my watch off to wash my hands. Like that's the level of like oh, paranoia. I do
0: I'd leave it on for But that. I don't
1: do that anymore. So, like I've forgotten and I've like gone to wash dishes and then been like, oh, crap, and, like, immediately pulled it out and dried it off. But, yeah, I'm very conditioned to be, like, paranoid about it. Um, So I definitely think the watch being waterproof, like, I would actively want to buy that version, whereas the phone for me is, well, that's cool. It's just nice that I got it. Like, it's nice, but it's not a feature I'm going to seek out, whereas the watch definitely, like... Because of fitness, because of swimming, because of kayaking, like doing things in water, or even, yeah, just like out in the rain or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't have to worry about it.
0: Well, and I mean, people are joking like you used to be able to if you're at a pool party, just push someone in a pool and oh, not yeah. worry about it destroying <laughs> yeah. their eight hundred dollar phone. Yeah, and now we can do that again. Don't oh, do that. Someone is broken unsafe. their spine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Technology aside, that's super unsafe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the watch is definitely for me the the cool to have waterproof. Yeah, which I don't have. But, but it would can be we cool.
0: just can this just be automatic on everything now? Like
1: I would, I would hope so. I kind of don't understand why not.
0: Yeah, for anything portable, that's I'm willing to draw the line there. Like my yeah, my uh, refrigerator doesn't need to be waterproof. You don't
1: think your iMac should be waterproof?
0: <laughs> no, I mean it should be spill proof. It should be spill proof. And maybe that's a lower bar. I don't know. I'm not an engineer. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. Um, <laughs> so I was wondering, what are the other like? So spilling things or dropping things in water is like a, just a human yeah. mistake thing. Um, what other parts of tech are we hoping that engineering can just solve? Like waterproofing something. Like what's the next one that yeah. isn't waterproofing?
1: Scratches, please. So that was my
0: holy grail: was <laughs> screens that shatter or scratch. Like I don't. Like, who wouldn't want that? Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I imagine everyone has either done it themselves or been present yeah. when someone has shattered their phone.
0: Or just like a severe improvement, like you'd have to drop it like 50 feet and it'd land the worst possible way on the corner of yeah. a diamond <laughs> table. And then you're like, well, I guess it's going to yeah. shatter. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's fair. Like, that one's on me. <laughs> but
0: yeah. I, 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 I think that's my next. But, I mean, what else is there? I mean, what else happens to our devices? The battery gets old Mm. after a couple years. Yeah,
1: I mean, better batteries would be great. No
0: one ever would complain about more battery life. No,
1: I don't know anyone.
0: But I think what the tech companies have to worry about is if you make the phone so good that it never breaks, it can never be... Well,
1: sure, they're not going to make any money.
0: Well, they'll make money on that model, and then no it. one will buy anything. Yeah. Like, like it's fast enough, it lasts forever. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's the whole thing. Like with the battery, we're trying to rock the phones we have now, but we both live every day with an additional battery case.
0: Yeah, just like to, I
1: can't get through a day without the battery. Well, case. and you're
0: still running with your 2014 iPhone 6. I had mine replaced with Apple yeah. Care, yeah, um, so that my battery's a new battery. Yeah, but even so, like long days out, if I'm not at home or next to the wall, like yeah. it's nice to have that case. Like we don't have to. We're think trying
1: about it. to battle against them, but they know. <laughs> These people making the phones know that that battery is going to die, and we're going to be well, forced to buy Apple new already phones. already won because
0: we gave them an extra hundred dollars for a new battery. Yeah, so, it's true. <laughs> um I mean, the only the other path other than making sure their hardware has at least one fatal flaw that makes you want the next version. <laughs> um, you know, famously, the first iPad didn't have a back; it didn't have a camera at all. Yeah, and so. When the second one came out, even if you're like meh on everything else, it's like, but I want FaceTime. It's got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the only other option is to like have more services people subscribe to, like iCloud. Like yeah. we're paying for the storage. Yeah. Um, so even if you keep the same device for five years, there's other things you're buying from them.
1: It's true. I mean, each time I've gotten more storage space and bigger, you know. Yeah. There are things that you start adjusting to and so you'll want more and more. Yeah. But but if everything becomes waterproof and everything becomes scratch proof or
0: (laughs) Which reminds me, I forgot to throw it in here, but IOS ten, I talked about with Justin last week about paper cuts. How are you liking IOS (laughs) ten? As a non- I feel like that's a a loaded
1: question because you know I hate it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. um hate's a strong word
1: hate is a strong word and i just have to grab my phone and so totally i can appropriate. think through um even just like opening it
0: unlocking the phone like unlocking annoying.
1: the phone doesn't
0: it just seems slower like it it
1: seems slower it doesn't always recognize my finger it's making me press to do it even though i have that setting turned off yeah so it's just like
0: it's like they really want you to use the lock screen and the widgets like they want you to linger and do stuff. Um, but
1: I just want to open my phone.
0: <laughs> well, especially when we're watch owners. So we already get all that. Yeah. Notification goodness a different place. So when we're using our phone it's to get in the phone as quickly as possible. Yeah. So I also know that our iPhone 6s have the older Touch ID which doesn't read as fast. Mhm. Um, but it never seemed to be a problem before.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. I think I mean I think cuz we have the older phone some of the stuff that's painful for me is just that it's a lot slower. Like typing, doing anything on the keyboard. There yeah. is something off, which is one something of the about most- the recognition and where they've put the keyboard is
0: it's throwing you off.
1: It's just like a hair moved somewhere else, <laughs> and so I'm not ever touching the right letters.
0: <laughs> Infuriating, and I
1: don't understand why. And then it's just really slow.
0: <laughs> is that like when you? When I'm like trolling you and like I'm like missing the keyhole with the keys,
1: it's painful.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: um, the oh, the other thing for me is the redesign of the alarm clock.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: this is just like super small, and I can't um, I can't picture now how it is, but it it used on to, the lock
0: screen. You mean like when? It's, yeah. So like I the use, alarm's going off.
1: I use my phone as an alarm in the morning. It's going off in the morning. And there used to be two big buttons for like stop and snooze.
0: And the quote the uh, one of the Google's designers obvious always wins.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, now they're like little tiny things where, as I mentioned before, it's not recognizing touch, like where it's putting the picture. To touch and where it's actually allowing you to recognize, it just feels like that's like what I think is off.
0: Needs to be calibrated, or yes, something. like
1: something isn't calibrated internally. Because trust me, I sit in the morning, pounding my fingers all over the phone screen, well, and, and nothing, it, nothing turns isn't it, it off. All
0: just a tiny little stop at the bottom. It's a
1: really small thing at the bottom,
0: and I mean. So sometimes in design, this is my devil's advocate. Yeah. um,
1: I realize it's for an alarm.
0: (laughs) It's for an alarm, and snoozing is less dangerous to someone who might be late to stopping. And so this is, again, devil's advocate. I'm not necessarily saying it's a great new design. Um, Maybe that's on purpose to make it harder to accidentally stop your alarm completely. And I
1: I get that that may be it. you set six alarms. Because this is now talking (laughs) about my human error in how I... So I set six to seven different alarms (laughs) that vary in like...
0: Across an hour. (laughs) It's basically
1: across 45 minutes to an hour, and they go like every seven to 12 minutes.
0: I really wonder if this is normal. Like other listeners, do you set multiple alarms? Yeah, but here's
1: the thing. Now that it won't let me stop it because I can never find the stop button, (laughs) there was one morning when I had multiple alarms going off at different times, And so I would like stop one and one was still going and I'd like, like, it just was like there was no way to figure it out. And it felt like the phone also couldn't keep up or figure out what was happening. Um, So I don't know. It's, yeah, like Justin described it, it's just small little paper cuts that like, it's not like I have to readjust my behavior and learn something new. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Just a little off for what
0: it is to. And I mean, the last thing I'll I'll bring up was I asked Justin swipe up Command Center. How what's your success rate on changing the brightness first try with your thumb? Me <laughs> grabbing the little dot oh. and moving brightness there. Do you do that much?
1: Um, I usually I have it on auto, so I haven't noticed big problems with that oh, okay. yet.
0: That's what uh, one of our other listeners said in the comments.
1: Okay. I mean, in general, just swiping on anything is difficult, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty damn. <laughs> it's the entire interface. Um, well, I mean, to move on from this to another... Apple related, but really general conversation. Yeah. Um, there's this article, this very glowing article that I, I wanted to see how we felt about it. It's called Why Silicon Valley is All Wrong About the AirPods. Yeah. So I had this sort of in the docket to maybe talk with Lyons eventually and maybe he'll want to follow up with his own thoughts next week. Sure. I'm sure he will. Um, but this article was basically like, all the haters need to shut up. Apple is a fashion company that's designing computers for your ears. And it was like, you guys have no idea. Like, everyone knows Bluetooth earpot. Like, everyone has that image in their head of the sh- businessman. Yeah. That's a douchebag that's wearing the Bluetooth earpiece and talking too loudly in a restaurant to mm-hmm. no one, it looks like. Yep. And, uh, this. Article, among other things, was basically saying Apple's fixing that. They're making these sexy. Yeah. And, like, you know, here's the stupid businessman stock photo. And here's a, you know, a nice, like, shaved head, athletic black man with a, mm-hmm. you know, like, wearing the ear pod, you know, maximum contrast between his skin. Yeah. And, and just like they're doing it. They're the, you know, and it's also Walking Phoenix, the movie Her. Like, we're getting that future. And, um, so the article was just super... i got a couple quotes that kind of yeah. triggered me. Um, one is, uh, AirPods are sex sticks that f- your ears. Um, whoa.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: really? <laughs> um, and then here's the other one. And this is what Apple can do that no one else can. Make the behavior of talking to a disembodied entity on your face so socially acceptable that the voice computer revolution can finally get underway. So... Do you agree?
1: I mean, I realize that, like, the guy that wrote this article is, like, a big, right? Like, it's, like, a known guy in the tech world, or what's the deal Um, here? Sort of, not really. I think he's crazy.
0: He's a product guy, inventor of the hashtag. He does, he develops user experience for Uber. Okay. So already you've got the, matches the culture at Uber. Uber doesn't have the most, like, they're kind of douches.
1: I, I don't I don't agree with many of the things that he says. One, who decided that we want a reality in future like the movie Her? <laughs> like I'm just unclear that that's where we want to head. Some
0: people do. I mean the Amazon Echo, the Yeah,
1: I mean some of it is cool and some of it's really creepy and concerning. <laughs> um but like even just the like initial premise here, the AirPods are not sexy.
0: Okay. Like, if you put them in a
1: sexy human, sure. Anything that human does, maybe. But, like, objectively as a thing, they're, (laughs) they're like just headphones. Yeah. I don't.
0: And can we cross that boundary of someone talking to no one in particular, not being weird? Like, we haven't yet. Like,. It always still happens in public where someone just starts talking and I'm like, what's going on? And then, like, it's okay when they're holding their phone and a wire is going to their ears and I'm like, oh, they're on a call. Got it. Got it. But like, especially the earpieces where they might turn the other way and you don't see any technology. Mm
1: Hmm. I mean, I think his point of like Apple's playing the long game here. I I think that's fair. Like they may be (laughs) working on getting us there, and so, you know people who will buy Apple products no matter what or use things no matter what, if you start seeing these out more and more, like we did with the watches, um, like that but kind Noah of slowly the watches started.
0: Looked, I mean, they might have thought, oh, that's kind of a geeky watch, but it was never like, oh my God, I can't believe you're wearing that with the Apple Watch.
1: Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, it's different, but I, I could see us. Starting to get over those boundaries of talking to no one, or <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it just I think it's a very long game because I don't feel like I'm quite ready. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, Lions always brings up in the Ender's Game universe, um, in the one of the sequel novels, he has something where he can just like they call it sub vocalizing, like he mm-hmm. just like talk on your, yeah. So, like, maybe that'd be weird in a silent room, you hear people like mumbling, but yeah, on a bus, you would just be like. What's the weather like outside? And like, it'd be super. Like, you barely have to utter it at all. Yeah. And you'd get the answer privately in your ear. Like, maybe does this need to be invisible technology? I guess you're sort of saying maybe we'll get over it and it it can be visible. Yeah. Um, I
1: don't even know what I'm saying. I just don't think they're sexy. That's the only thing I feel like confident in right now.
0: (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, I definitely think this article makes some good points about fashion and technology and how, you know, for the longest time technology really wasn't fashionable at all. Yeah. And now, I mean, I guess that depends how broad of a definition of technology you want to make, but like computer technology was not fashionable and Apple is at the forefront of making fashionable computing. Yeah. Um, I think the watch was really the highlight of that. Yeah. Um, I do have to share Conan, right after the AirPods came out. Some people might have seen this already. Uh, made a funny, fake, classic iPod style commercial where it's all the bright colors and silhouettes dancing yeah. to music, and the, the AirPods just keep falling out. <laughs> and the best is right at the end there's this dog that runs by, and it's all like x ray. Like the only thing you can yeah. see are the AirPods and then silhouettes. Yeah. And so this dog's stomach is clearly full of AirPods, <laughs> <laughs> it's been eating them. Yeah.
1: I will. Can I say one more thing about these? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because we went to um, we we're at the mall the other day, and we stopped and tried. Um, are they Bluetooth or what? The like wireless headphones.
0: Oh, we went into the Bose store, and yeah, yeah. they're wireless Bluetooth noise canceling. Yeah,
1: the yeah, the like, quiet comforts. that. That's what I'll be investing in once I decide to drop a ridiculous amount of money on headphones. (laughs) But, I mean, I think for me, like, the Bluetooth or similar, whatever the technology is, to make them wireless, like, not having to deal with the tangles, like, that's a seller enough for me. I don't, you know.
0: it doesn't need to be the her future. I
1: think there are practical things right now that make them...
0: You gotta charge them.
1: ...appealing to some degree. But, yeah, like approaching a non-techie person with like, it could be like her, the movie. (laughs) And all of these things could happen. I'm just like, ooh, I'm going to need time. (laughs) And
0: even with that example, you're like, Walking Phoenix was pretty weird in that movie. Like, he's a weird guy. (laughs) I
1: mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're not sexy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, we do have uh, two more topics, two more related topics for this episode. And first is, uh, you know, every once in a while we talk more cultural uh movie type stuff on the show even though we're usually pretty techie um but we went and saw the magnificent seven which was the antoine uh fuqua uh he did training day he's done a lot of really great movies um a lot with denzel mm-hmm. and uh denzel was also in this movie as as our lead and uh You've probably heard of Magnificent Seven, listener. It's a 1960 western that um, starred Steve McQueen and Yul Brynner and Charles Bronson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read, and uh, <laughs> you know it's a it's a classic kind of western plot of. There's a vulnerable set of villagers, or you know, some kind of homestead or pioneers, yep. and there's bandits or some kind of evil people that are just going to take everything they have, mm-hmm. and some lone cowboys decide to defend them, and that's exactly the plot of this movie. Yep. And uh, <laughs> which I mean, to give credit to the the actual original source, uh, there's a Japanese film from the '50s called Seven Samurai by Akira Kurosawa, which is you know rated as one of the best movies of all time, which is a similar plot villagers in rural japan yeah that are being menaced by bandits and they hire uh old and tired samurai to come defend them <laughs> yeah uh, which i kind of really want to go see but back to the 2016 film uh what did you think of this movie
1: <laughs> um i loved it yeah I, I mean and i think like partway through the movie i just had a thought to myself of like okay like I think I can basically just own up that like, I like classic Westerns. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly classic Westerns done now with actors that I know. Um, I thought the cast was great. Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke. um and Vincent Peter, <laughs> Peter Sarsgaard and, and Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> I just... Okay, he is my one thing about this movie. D'Onofrio. Yes. And you know, I mean... I was laughing through a lot of the movie, basically anytime he talked.
0: So, what what did, what did he do? What is this?
1: I don't even know how to imitate it, but I mean, it's similar to his role in, um, oh gosh, not blinking, in Daredevil as the kingpin, as Wilson Fisk. Yeah. He had some, like, I have watched D'Onofrio in all sorts of different TV shows where he talks like a normal human. Yeah. And then in Daredevil, he has this gruff, horrible voice that is just painful to listen to.
0: I compared it to the wheelchair kid in Malcolm in the Middle that's taking big breaths between everything he says.
1: Yeah, but and then in this movie, he's like kind of this big... Like, super wild, unrefined, like, guy that lives off the land. They Like, they want him to be a little bit quirky, and he's kind of – he brings that um, to the group. But then his like voice is like, oh, okay, well, let's go get this. And like, it's super weird, high-pitched, and light, and it's just – it just – Like, that a little bit took me out of the movie. The
0: scene where he, like, discovers, like, a little bottle of whiskey that he wasn't expecting to find, and he kind of just goes, (laughs) (laughs)
1: whoo. Just, like,
0: this little, like, chortle of Mickey noise. It's like Like, a
1: little kid, or, yeah, like a Mickey Mouse kind of voice.
0: And it it seemed like I compared it to, like, was he trying to do, like, a Johnny Depp turn where he's, like, he just brings the weird to something? being
1: super weird. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Like, I mean, his character was... Even on the page, a weird character. He was yeah. like this kind of mountain man, yeah. off on his own. Didn't have any family anymore. Has injured in the head, literally. Yeah, like I think he was supposed to be kind of crazy, but yeah. the performance was still weird. It was weird,
1: but but overall, I I loved the movie. So I thought it
0: was great. <laughs> I thought it was decent. Yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't blown <laughs> away. Um, yeah, there's, hmm. um, I. I kind of was hoping it would be... I don't know what I was hoping. Yeah. Um, like, they, they go through the, the the tropes of introducing each cowboy. Like, they and, round
1: up the gang.
0: And hint at their whatever their past might be. Like, Ethan yeah. Hawke's got some issues he's dealing with. And so, like, his character arc, I think, is the one that... And this is spoiler alert if you don't want to know anything. <laughs> but he's... Kind of seen some shit, as it were, yeah, and kind of wants to swear off violence and wants to not have to do this thing, yeah. but also kind of doesn't want to tell people that. Like, wants to kind like of he's pretend. a legend,
1: yeah. He's a legend who no longer can or wants to be that legend,
0: and. I feel like they set up all the structure for that story arc and all the like pieces that need to be there are there. Yeah. Like Chris Pratt makes him prove he can shoot and yeah. you know later he leaves and comes back and rescues them, but like oh, they didn't like there's not enough life to it to make yeah. me care. Like <laughs> it's there. He's got yeah. a, some kind of past. He doesn't want to be violent and then he ends up turning around and doing what he has to do to save the villagers. Yeah. And I think That's fair. It just like it felt kind of phoned in plot-wise. Like mm. we wrote it down but we didn't like figure out how to make it mean something.
1: Yeah. I could see that. I, I mean I generally have lower expectations than you do <laughs> at movies. Well, I
0: want to feel something yeah. and I didn't. So Okay. Is that the movie's fault? I say yes. Uh,
1: I don't know. I was going to say it's your fault, but <laughs> I do feel like it, I mean, for a Western, it's a little bit lighter. I mean, tons of people die. Don't get me wrong. It's a oh, horrible yeah. plot. Like,
0: And there's some pretty gruesome and slashings there's some, like, and super, shots.
1: It's super gruesome, but in a sense of that, I feel like it's...
0: It's not Tarantino. It's kind just of a violence. tied up
1: story. Like, you get to follow people for a while and you get to care about them a little bit and then the movie's over. Yeah. So I liked it.
0: Did you watch any of the first six Magnificent? I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) many people have made that joke. Bad joke.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a bad joke. Um, and I should feel bad. You should. So one of the other aspects of going to see this movie is we went to one of them fancy uh, <laughs> recliner theaters and one where you can press a button and order food and have it delivered to you. You can order cocktails or beer. Yep. And there's an actual wait staff ready to help you out. Yeah. And how did that go?
1: Yeah. I Well, just for context, so... The theater we used to go to in Denver a lot was one of the recliner theaters where you could reserve your seats, and we basically just decided we'll never go to another theater again if we don't have to. Yeah. And so when we were moving to Columbus, we—I mean, I literally looked up were there any theaters that did this because I needed to know. Um, and so this was one of the two options. We just decided to try it, and it—it's what they call with AMC like a dine-in theater i didn't like it, I mean, <laughs> granted, like we ate beforehand, so we've already ruined half of the appeal of this <laughs> type of theater, yeah, um but it was really distracting
0: well, and so the the guests next to us um continued to order some stuff or have interactions with the waiter throughout. Yeah, movie. not just
1: before the movie, but throughout.
0: And that's is what I didn't get. Like I thought it was like, hey, sit down, order some food, we'll bring it before the movie, like right when the movie yeah. starts. Yep. And then enjoy your stuff. Yeah. And settle in.
1: Because I've been to some types of like um, other versions of the style theater where that's the case, where you go a little bit early. It's usually not new movies; it's older movies. They focus on comedies, so you're not like pissed about the interruptions. And, yeah. Um, so in this know. one,
0: the, the waiter just had to keep walking by us during the movie. Which is irritating. Um, the uh, lady who ordered some food next to me, uh, it was pretty dark as it usually is in movie theaters. Sure. Um, other than the big bright light next to the waiter button that is yes. on either side of us in every seat. Yes. Um, but she couldn't see her food. And the problem solver that she was decided to turn the flashlight on her smartphone Mm -hmm. and point it at her plate.
1: Every time she took a bite.
0: And I just found that even though it's not the theater's fault directly, they set up the system where this is going to happen. Yeah. And I just found it to be distracting. And I'm just going to stay home if I want to have, if I want to deal with the fact that we're going to be getting up and going to the bathroom and doing like pausing movies to that's fine at home, yeah, but when I go to pay ten to fifteen dollars to see a movie, yeah, I want a premium experience,
1: <laughs> yeah, and i mean i can I can see the appeal of it um but yeah, both of the couples on either side of us were eating, and the waiter came by multiple times for like soda refills, then he had to bring them the check, then he forgot a straw for one of them, like he was coming back constantly through. Yeah, Like through the movie and then the lights were the main issue for me. Like luckily I was wearing a sweatshirt and I like put the hood up and had to adjust it so that I was blocking some of the light um, out of my like peripheral vision. But the flashlight, there was no way to block that. And that was just ridiculous. Yeah. Figure it out. Just shovel food in. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So. And so I, I think next time th- there's another theater that's just the recliner reserve chairs, but not we the think, full yeah. service wait staff. Yeah, and so that's the way to go.
1: It's one of those things where, like, I mean, it's a cool system, and and when you walk in, you can kind of see the whole technology behind it of the big call buttons by your chair, and it goes to their computer system, and so they know exactly where you are yeah. to come, like. It's a cool concept, but for us, I think it's too much.
0: But it also, by design, made them have to speak to each other during the movie. Yeah. Which is one of the biggest no-nos in the theater. If you're
1: going to go, you need to go a step forward with the technology use and have like ordering on iPads or something. And paying
0: through the iPad. And
1: paying through all of that, because like, that's the ideal situation, where they're literally coming once to bring you something, and then that's it. And then they clean up afterwards. Yep. So... They could work on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, well,
1: no, that, that's it.
0: Anything else? <laughs> no. You, you like the movie? I think, I
1: think your uh, listeners will be appreciative that this random mix of things I was able to talk about is done. No, I think it's great.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm eager to see what they think. Uh, So with that, we had episode 139 of Flipping Tables. Thank you so much, Shelby, for guesting on the show. Thank you. And maybe David will get out of Azkaban with his new iPhone.
1: We could only hope.
0: Uh, As always, you can find show notes at sunriserobot.net slash flipping tables slash 139. We'll have links to all these articles, including uh, the Silicon Valley AirPods, uh, Hyperbole, Mm -hmm. and uh, Magnificent Seven and Seven Samurai, if you want to follow up on those. Conan's little AirPod joke video. All worth checking out. Uh, another shout out to our Reddit community, reddit.com slash r slash flipping tables. Leave your comments there. We want to hear about it. Uh, me and Shelby are also on Twitter if you want to talk to us there. I'm at Pseudo michael, sudo michael, S U D O michael. What's your Twitter handle?
1: At Shelby Elizabeth. And I am also the co host of Likely Story on the Sunrise yes. Robot Network. So check, check out Likely Story for lots of cultural discussions. Yeah.
0: <laughs> some politics, some TV, some. Yep. Life in various states.
1: Some everything. (laughs)
0: If you'd like to support the show more directly, you can support us on our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash slash sunrise robot, uh, you can pledge dollars to the network. And depending on the level you support us at, you'll get your name shouted out at the end of every Flipping Tables or even every show on the network. So with that, a special thanks to Matt Mariner, Sean Byrne, Benji Robinson, Splash Proof Cunningham, Carolyn Kraut, Cliff Lyons, Ida Abramovich, Justin Edwards, Joan Edwards, and Warren Myers. We love you all so much.